coffee and a little bit of conversation. There we are, there. All right, then. Hi, Fiona. How are you? Good, good. For anybody watching or for the first time getting to know you, could you maybe introduce yourself and let us know what you do exactly? Okay, well, my name's Fiona Feely. Um, I have my own business called Fundamentals. And basically, I work with people that are struggling with their mental health. And I'm currently doing a master's in psychotherapy. Um, I work with people on an individual basis. I also do, I run workshops on, on things like emotional resilience, uh, developing self acceptance um you know kind of building your overall sense of self-worth and yeah i i also i have been running a podcast called touchy and feely with a guy called neil o'brien and uh, yeah i do all the stuff then on, on social media as well so that's basically where i'm at brilliant and regardless like i said of this situation and it's very relevant at the time now that you know, a lot of people may be stuck indoors. Um, only essential work is obviously uh, allowed at the moment and only getting out for, you know, must-do visits, whether it's to the shopping centre and that. For those people that are stuck in right now on a permanent basis for the two weeks, what kind of advice or what kind of message would you give to somebody that might be struggling with their mental health at the moment and are finding it very difficult to, I suppose, really stay in a good mindful grounded. yeah grounded great word yeah great word yeah yeah and i suppose one of the most important things you can do right now and it's possibly the opposite to what most people feel like doing is implement structure um because you know when you're away from the workplace when you're away from the routine of your day-to-day -day life it's very easy to get caught up in rumination you know and to, to overthink your way into yeah. trouble um so it's basically try and implement a little bit of discipline and a little bit of routine even if it's just getting up at a certain time with your alarm clock you know making sure that you do certain things as opposed to get dressed you know a lot of people are just choosing not to bother getting dressed yeah. but for somebody who's struggling with their mental health once you start kind of slipping into those habits it's not really beneficial so getting fresh air getting a bit of structure into your day and also um i suppose acknowledging that this is a bizarre situation for everybody and being very compassionate with yourself throughout because for somebody with anxiety they tend to go one of two ways they tend to be so accustomed to feeling anxious that they actually feel quite calm at the moment or indeed they their anxiety is exacerbated and i suppose it's being very mindful of the fact that most people will be experiencing some level of anxiety at the minute and that it's normal and the more you can work with it and tolerate it and move through it uh, the less it's going to impact on you mm -hmm. I think that's the thing the key here is like that some people feel oh why me or I always end up in these situations or for some reason these things always happen to me when you take a look around and I suppose a lot of the time now people are spending the vast majority of their day on their phone whether it be social media or whether it be for relevant news or media that's coming through from RTE or the HSE or sometimes bad media that we shouldn't be paying attention to um, people then think you know it's just what I see and what I'm experiencing myself in my own home this is they're only thinking of themselves but when you and I'm glad you said that actually take a back step and go hang on a second everybody in the country 
everybody across the world is going through this in some way, shape or form. So I suppose it is key to kind of, I love that word grounded, that, that's a really good word because somebody said that to me before, Alison Canavan said that to me quite a while ago, where like even we were talking about stepping outside into the back garden in your bare feet and, you know, experiencing earth, feeling, jumping into the into the sea, whether it's, you know, going out the back garden and stepping on grass and or concrete or, you know, just feeling the earth and that grounded word's been mentioned quite a lot to me and I don't think people really know exactly what that means when we try to find that you you might know a little bit more than I do well I suppose uh, I, you know we're very much in our heads and I think for a long time we assumed that's where we needed to be it was nearly given kudos you know it's yeah. like oh, all the intellect great thinkers constantly analyzing but unfortunately it can be really problematic for us and when we um, an awful lot of our emotional experience is physiological you know so basically we feel our emotions and when we at some stage embody the message that it's not safe to express our emotions or that we need to suppress them or we we go through some traumatic experience and or we're told that you know kind of it's it's not safe to to feel the way we feel we learn to suppress our emotions and we move up to our head out of our bodies so it's about bringing yourself back into your felt sense and that's basically your bodily experience and your body will tell you an awful lot um, about your environment, about what it is that you actually need in, in any given moment. But we've just forgotten how to listen to it. You know, we're we're very much bombarded with, you know, again, stimuli all day. We're on our phones and we don't actually know what we want and we don't know who we are, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's about, as I said, bringing it back to the very basics, you know, recognising what you're feeling at any given moment, recognising as well, like grounding is great for somebody who's struggling with anxiety, you know, it's, it's, it's basically taking them out of the what if hypothetical uh, blur of thoughts and bringing them, okay, what can I see in front of me? What can I feel in my body? What are the sensations? What can I taste? What can I hear? And it just brings you back to the present. And that's what we're all about, trying to bring people into a very mindful, conscious way of living as opposed to going through life at a very unconscious level. Mm-hmm. We are travelling at a thousand miles an hour and I find through this time I think it's a good good idea to mention it now because of how important it is. Everybody's getting a taste of what it's like to spend time with themselves. Now everybody's getting a feel for it. I am definitely getting that well, extra feel for it. I don't know about that. I, I read an awful lot about people who are just basically trying to uh, finish Netflix. Netflix, <laughs> you know, so there is that uh, element to it. And um, like I try and steer away from social media. I tend to post and run because I feel like it's, it's quite a harmful place to be. Um, and there's a lot of positive stuff on it, but there's a lot of stuff that can be really yeah harmful if you don't use it wisely or if you don't consume wisely um but i see a lot of people talking about you know they're eating their feelings at the minute they're drinking more alcohol than normal and i mean that's a recipe for disaster because it just means like there's an element of trauma about what's going on at the minute because people like to feel like as if they have some level of control over their lives you know that they have some level of certainty and it's generally only when we go through the therapeutic process or when we go through some sort of 
kind of life change that we realize that there's very little we have control over and that can be scary for a lot of people and I think that is beginning to dawn on people and I think the repercussions of having to to kind of deal with that and to come to terms with that is going to only be a parent once all of this is blown over people will be like what the I don't know can I curse or not but anyway (laughs) <laughs> you get the you get the drift, you know. So basically, at the minute, everyone's kind of in a state of um, it's nearly a novelty, you know. As people adjust, they're in a state of shock because you know to even think like something like this could happen it just seems so absurd you know and and I think that feeling of not knowing how to feel is ubiquitous I I, I think nobody really knows how to react at the minute there is no set trajectory for for this sort of thing and we're painted by numbers and as I said it's 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 kind of there's some people are taking the opportunity to look within but some people are basically just I suppose trying to numb out the way they do in the rest of their life like as you said you know just putting in the hours at work and you know kind of not really having any sense of meaning not questioning their lives because this is an opportunity and I know it's it's a tragedy for so many people um, but it is also an opportunity for us to us for us to assess where we're at you know and and where our lives are going um because it makes you aware of your mortality we have time to think and when we think yeah. of um we don't like thinking though about <laughs> <laughs> i mean <laughs> no no you're right and i mean that's why i suppose with the phone actually i'm glad you, you said that too and uh, with the social media that's i know it's funny and i know i laughed at it but post and run that is brilliant like you get out there what you feel is relevant what's important and what's going to be useful for the people that are following you because you probably feel you have a duty to you know continue these posts i look at some of your posts on your feed one is written the other is verbal i'm looking you get to see you you get to you know actually feel like you're speaking to the person and then the next one then would be written and i find then when i read your posts you're not putting out you know what you had for breakfast or you know, where you are on, on the weekend, what party you're at. You're putting out information that you've clearly studied, you've clearly spent a lot of time. I, I know you, you've, you're in the middle of a master's or you've completed. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, master's. you know, you're putting out information because you're passionate about it. And the reason I wanted to say about social media for me and how your information has helped me, I've put on in the last three weeks um, this screen time thing on the iPhone. It's built in. So after one hour in the day, um, it comes up saying you've got 15 minutes left, you know, and it's like a snooze button in the morning when you don't want to get up at 6 a.m. You can choose to knock it off for the rest of the day or you can choose to, you know, take 15 more minutes and then it's gone. Um, so what I do is I use that to my advantage, not that, you know, uh, after the hour I'm going to stop. I might be in the middle of putting up a post myself. I might be actually uploading a podcast and I want to share it. So sometimes it, it varies, but over the last couple of weeks come 11 o'clock in the morning that hour is gone but in the past 7, 8 in the evening I'd get that notification to say you know you've reached the hour so how much different is that that's shown me how much time quite literally without using a pun how much time I have on my hands Yeah, yeah. and And I'm mindful of it no that was it I'm, I'm just I'm aware of that and I'm glad I'm aware of that yeah, no, and I encourage people, particularly in the workshops, um, like I think phones are fantastic 
fantastic. They they contribute so much to our life. And I think now more than ever, they're such um, a, a tool for connection. But people aren't necessarily using them for connection. They're using them just to numb out and to avoid having to think and having to feel. You know, they're the ideal distraction. And I don't think people are fully clued into the negative impacts of, you know, you know kind of social, social media usage, even the impact it has on our dopamine system and our ability to experience pleasure. Because basically, every time we get a ping of a notification, our dopamine system goes yay. And when you continuously hit that on an ongoing basis throughout the day, it takes a lot more to excite you or to, you know, and and, and people are becoming more kind of, it takes, just huge things to to get anybody interested in anything you know because again nothing is new nothing is unique nothing has a sense of wonder about it you know it's basically um we're also struggling with decision fatigue because we're continuously been hit with do i read this do i read this do i like that do i like that and so when it comes to the proper life decisions we're so worn out by it we're just like oh i just don't care you know and this is why people possibly make poor choices when it comes to their food when it comes to their diet when it comes to their relationship yeah. because they're just worn out and yeah. like that's only a few of the negative impacts that go with phones there's the whole negative comparison side of the things you know but again we can look at phones but like a phone is an implement that we have ownership of and we're accountable for how we use them and you know I think it's one thing being aware everyone knows they should use their phone a little bit less and yet very few people do and it's about looking at okay well why you know why would you prefer to look at pictures like pictures of just random stuff that doesn't really mean anything then engage with your partner or engage with your friend properly um and it's it's worrying well, it's like you're nearly splitting yourself. You know, you have the it's it's a rejection of who you actually are because mm. you're creating this false persona, you know, and it's not a reality. Um, but as well as that, you're kind of dimming your ability to enjoy life outside of, you know, your phone, because, again, you're so caught up in getting the picture, getting the likes. Um, it's all this instant gratification. It's all kind of valid um through how many likes you get um and your sense of self-worth is just completely dissipated because you're just who am i without this you know um which is really really sad it is now i think you've, you've a great kind of look on it also though i know your whole kind of perception on it seems to be a lot better than mine and i'm glad that you've said some of the things you have because i learned from this and obviously the audience and people following that that tune in will learn too but just for the remainder of this whole process and how relevant it is, I mean, I'd love to obviously chat to you again. I feel we could probably talk for hours on certain topics, but for now and, and you know, the present and what people are experiencing right now, I know it goes back to the whole, some people are exercising now and they didn't when the gyms were open. You know, some people are doing activities that they didn't when every resource was there for them. So what I'm trying to say is it is having positive effects on some people. But for those people that just really are struggling and no matter what they're doing internally and externally, whether it's motivating people in their family, but they just can't find motivation themselves. 
what type of advice would you as a professional you know give okay well i suppose a lot of anxiety is basically um projecting yourself into the what ifs um you know yeah. and it, it's very much future based yeah. and i think people when they do that if they realized that they're actually causing themselves to emotionally experience the pain of something that hasn't happened yet and that mm-hmm. may never happen mm-hmm. you know that can be a really big eye-opener for people when you explain to them okay you're forcing yourself to feel the pain of being diagnosed with something and you have no valid reason for that whatsoever but it's about taking yourself out of your head and one fantastic way to do that is to first of all pinpoint and specify what the actual distressing thought that you are having is because we tend to be like oh you know and we have about a hundred thoughts and they're you know all mixed up and jumbled in our head whereas if we can be like hang on a second I need to clarify I need to write down and then I need to objectively look at what it is that I'm telling myself or what story it is that I've constructed and ask myself okay do I know this to be true now that can be easier said than done the most important thing I suppose is first of all getting the breathing back to normal so even just taking some really deep belly breaths can be beneficial so really deep breath in through the nose fill the lower belly hold the breath and then exhale for uh, a little bit longer than the inhale you know Um, distract yourself I mean you know find something whether it's cleaning the window or particularly some that is going to give you um, that is going to kind of ignite the felt sense so for example have a shower have a cold shower um, make a cup of tea hold it in your hands so that you're experiencing a temperature change and again that's back to the whole thing of grounding you know Um, also I think it's really important if you are prone to anxiety or if you are prone to kind of problems in that area when you're in the midst of an attack you don't think straight. You're not always going to come up with all these tools. So preempt your attack and make a list of techniques that you have and put them on your fridge so that when you notice yourself becoming caught up in all the media and everything that's going on and, and your thought processes, you're able to go to the fridge and you're like, okay, deep breath, have a shower, call a friend. Um, and I think everyone has a playlist of songs that they turn to that can actually you know make them feel different and have that playlist and put it on you know Mm. so you can act yourself into feeling differently as opposed to trying to think yourself into feeling differently because again we we put a lot of emphasis on the capacity of our brains and we don't all have that strength (laughs) so so it's just you know put things into action um as opposed to just sitting and allowing the rumination to occur Mm -hmm. i think it's like I think I, I heard, I read it somewhere before, like being proactive instead of reactive. You know, yes, a lot of exactly. us, yeah, a lot of us seem to be kind of, I'll deal with it when it happens. Or, you know, visualizing this thing in, in your head that's just never going to happen, but for some reason feels so real and becomes, you know, a problem where this problem might never evolve or happen. So, you know, being proactive by, you know, introducing these measures and introducing these routines and habits, um, it just becomes the norm then, doesn't it? You know. Well, I think a big one as well is recognising what you can assert control over because yeah, yeah, it's good. important to have a sense of agency and to have a sense of autonomy, particularly, as I said, with what's going on at the minute, people are kind of left feeling, Jesus Christ, I have no control over anything. You mm-hmm. know, and that's scary. 
that is anxiety provoking so it's about being like well okay what can I control I can make sure that I eat well today I can get a little bit of exercise I can have my plan up on the fridge so I know where to go if I get hit with anxiety I have my little routine put in place you know so exert control over the controllables and then try to I suppose accept and surrender and release what you can't control yeah work with what you can and then eventually you know absolutely break down those yeah. barriers before we finish fiona it's been a great chat and i do hope to actually have you on in the podcast in the future i don't really do that with much guests but the reason i would say that to you is because this conversation was based really around covid19 and being in a lockdown as such and people experiencing this anxiety heightened you know depression heightened or all these different types of um mental health issues now slightly might have been problems but now all of a sudden you know they've skyrocketed through the roof and they're feeling worse than ever so in the future maybe we could touch on some other topics and that and then maybe we could you can bring an agenda to me i'll just let you you know have your um have your say no <laughs> that's important you know i think it is important but before we finish um i was inspired by um the desert island discs a bbc radio podcast um they do where they get on celebrities and they speak about you know what songs would you bring with you to a desert island if you only had to listen to these for the rest of your life and what do they mean to you so in episode number one um, my first one I'm, I think I've recorded like 75 now and I've 50 nearly released but in episode 1 I'd done Suitcase for Space I couldn't copy Desert Island Discs I couldn't even dare try make it obvious I'm trying to copy them but I did take inspiration from it and I was interested to hear regular people that you know mightn't be celebrities because all I see on the Desert Island aren't you and I or anybody else that I'd know so I said I'd probably make it a bit more uh, authentic and if you were to be sent to space um, some people right now are probably feeling like they are in space but if you were sent to space you know in a rocket ship and you had a suitcase and in that suitcase what you were bringing with you was all you had for the rest of your life what books what music what food what what kind of stuff can we get to know about you that, that mean most to you given to me by a fellow life coach um or well he actually does podcasts with me fellow podcaster he um is the school of life by alan de button it's kind of um a combination of philosophy and psychology yeah. and yeah. i love it it's uh, just one of those addictive books and then the other one would be sleepers um i just i don't know if you've seen the film um no. it's fantastic it's just such a a resilience story um absolutely amazing food wise uh i'm actually a brussels sprouts addict so <laughs> <laughs> a shed load of them um and I do love uh writing so pen and paper possibly but then i was thinking i have a little toddler so i'd need some way to communicate with him and my bulldog um you can so bring them both just get a big suitcase <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> no that, that they they were part of it they were it's not like they weren't the part of the option i was more so yeah the books like people now tuning in can go right there's two books i'm going to to buy or there's um you know i don't read but i'll go and get the audible app and listen to the book or there's a film now i can watch like is there any series now that you seem to be bed into or is there any you can recommend or you know, um, is there anything now at the moment that you're finding while you're stuck in and you're wanting to switch off? Is there anything that you're turning to? Podcasts, anything? 
Yeah, I don't tend to watch TV at all, okay. um, including the news. And at the minute, yeah. um, my uh, husband gives me a daily update as to what's going on in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, you know, yeah. it's just my my choice. Um, yeah. No real interest in it. So I do read a lot. I'm reading, um, I suppose, a book that's very interesting um, at the minute. It's called uh, The Body Keeps the Score. Um, I've read it before, but it's a reread. It's basically talking about the way we store trauma in the body. Uh, and uh, I listen to a regular podcast. Uh, it's called The One You Feed. Very good. Uh, Thank you. Really, it's philosophy and psychology and just uh, they have amazing guests on. Um, and I'm also very, very big into physical fitness. So I'd probably throw a dumbbell or a barbell in there as well. Um, just to So heavy, say. very heavy suitcase. Um, <laughs> you might need your husband to help you carry it so he yeah. can go with oh, you. No, I'd be all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I think most importantly you know we had a good chat there and I got to know you a little bit better and everybody tuning in did too but I'd like to say something as well just before I finish about the whole um, the news I was listening to another podcast and they were talking saying if you switched on the news every day and all you heard was planes crashing and trains crashing and people dying like all over the place every single death that happened was reported through the news I mean you'd be going around terrified you'd never get on a plane again you'd never get on a train again and I'm finding with the virus at the moment I work in in a hospital so I have to obviously go to work at the moment but I'm looking at a lot of people friends and maybe people that I I know um, from where I'm from and they're staying in and they're terrified they're genuinely terrified. Now, my grandmother's staying in because she is one of the, the... She's in the age bracket where she has to cocoon. But there's so many people that are actually terrified to go out. Um, and I think the news has a massive... Maybe just media in general has a massive impact on that. People are, you know... Leo Varadkar clearly says, please adhere to what I'm saying and what we're all trying to say here. But do exercise within two kilometres from where you live. Go for a walk in the park. Walk your dog. I know people that aren't even doing that because they're so afraid. And I think that's where the problem begins with the news and everything like that. The news can be great. You can turn it on. You can see very good things. But then again, I say to myself, some of it might be good, but most of it is stuff that we really don't need to be hearing every single day, every single hour. And I'm glad you said about the whole TV thing. I'm really glad you said that. Yeah, because, I mean, you have to be responsible for what it is that you're consuming. You know, we tend to focus a lot on what we eat. Um, but, I mean, what we're taking in from media impacts our mental and emotional health big time, you know. And, and where it's up to us to filter it. It's up, we're in charge of what we take in. And if we can kind of just assign ourselves a station or a set time that we're going to engage with that. Because when we're continuously engaging with bad news, um, it does it does impact on us. It and it's not that like I'm I'm not one for positive thinking and putting you know sugar coating everything. I mean, what's happening at the minute is very real, but we have to learn to divert our attention to what we can be appreciative of, or you know what we can be grateful for right now more than ever. Because if we lose sight of that, um we're just going to end up in this state of stress. And the more stressed out we are, the more our immune system is going to be compromised, the more we'll struggle with inflammation, the less likely we are going to be able to fight, God forbid, 
the the actual virus. So it's a it's a self care. It's a it's a you know kind of method to not allow yourself to get caught consumed in fear. It's natural to feel fear now, but don't let it take you over. And when you're continuously flicking from station to station to station, and you know watching how many deaths, you know it's 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 not it's not a great place to be. And yet we're drawn to it like flies to. Uh, cow shit you know like it's just <laughs> you know it, there is kind of that element to it you know and it, it is very much um a kind of a, a human behavior that we do tend to get drawn to the negative we have a negativity bias but we need to make smart decisions now and engaging with too much of that material i know for me I don't see the point in it, you know. Um, I, I I don't need to be continuously updated because as long as I'm getting sufficient information to keep me safe, um, then you know there's a lot of things that I could be doing with my time. I could be engaging with my child. I could be studying. I could be you know whatever it is that I I'm doing. Hi everyone. So I've just wrapped up a podcast there on Skype with Fiona Feely. Obviously, at the moment with COVID nineteen coronavirus. It's not easy to set a podcast the way we usually would, so this one was done on Skype. Um, really enjoyed it, great conversation, uh, a lot of informative information for people that are wondering what they should be doing when stuck in the house. Uh, help them get out of that rut, give some motivation, maybe get out, go for walks, exercise more, eat clean, and just practice being grounded um, through mindfulness meditation or just actually practicing good habits routines and structures in your life so hope you enjoy this episode and uh, thank you coffee and a little bit of conversation